You're listening to the Courageous Creatives Podcast, Season 2, Episode 3. I'm a big believer in don't wait till your business is making 100 grand a year before you start to take on these sorts of things because the sooner you learn it, it'll grow with your business. Hi there, I'm your host, Georgie. In 2020, I ditched my traditional 9 to 5 job to be a full-time creative. I'm now a photographer, writer and artist and have never looked back. I'm here to help other creatives break the mould and not just chase their dreams, but reach them. It's time to bust the starving artist myth and build a modern career on your terms. Welcome to the Courageous Creatives Podcast. On today's episode, we're joined by Sarah Henney, founder of Henney CFO. Sarah is a small business chief financial officer based in Longreach, Queensland. She is super passionate about supporting small businesses across rural and regional Australia through all stages of their financial journey. If you struggle with your books and understanding your numbers, Sarah is your gal. Taking business owners from stressed and overwhelmed to clear, confident CEOs having a crack. We are so fortunate to have Sarah on the show today. This episode is full to the brim with amazing advice for small business owners and creatives who want to take control of their finances and generate profit. Grab your notebook and a pen, a hot cuppa, and let's dive in. Whether you're tuning in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or elsewhere, make sure you hit that follow button so you don't miss an episode. And to support the podcast, please rate the show and leave a review. It only takes a minute, but it helps Courageous Creatives podcast in such a huge way. Thank you so much to everyone who has done this already. It means the world. Hello, Sarah, and welcome to the Courageous Creatives podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited that we finally got to catch up and chat. I know it's been a bit of Zoom tennis, but I feel like it's just been a crazy first half of the year. So I, yeah, I'm so happy that we're chatting today. And also because of the timing of this podcast, because we are approaching the end of financial year. So I figured what better person to chat to than someone who is an expert in finances, especially for small businesses. So this is going to be fantastic. Yes. So good. Um, End of financial year is, I feel like it can be really stressful for lots of small businesses, especially if you don't know too much about finances, it can be overwhelming. So totally agree. This is perfect time to talk business, money, finance. So for starters, can you tell the audience a bit about who you are and your business, Henny CFO? Yes, I can. So I am based out in Longreach in Western Queensland. I am actually originally from the Gold Coast of all places. Um, We've been here for about seven years, all up, maybe a little bit longer. Um, I have two little kids and a husband that is a farmer, builder, doing all fun things. But basically after I had my second baby, I decided that I didn't want to go back to my corporate job. I wanted to be part of people's real businesses. And I started Heaney CFO at that time to just um, help take some pressure off people with their bookkeeping and um, business strategies. And yeah, it's really grown from there. And 
yeah, it's kind of what I do. So um, I come from a big finance background, obviously with banking and accounting and working in local government. But now I sort of do more of a holistic sort of consulting role to help people understand their numbers and grow their businesses. Amazing. That's, I love that. And also that you've had all of that industry experience in your field and you've been able to take that into your own business. A lot of creatives, I think, are perhaps overwhelmed or intimidated by the financial sphere because they don't perhaps fully understand it. Or maybe if they were like me, they weren't very good at maths in school and therefore think that that means that they're not going to be good at maths in their business. So I would really love to, I guess, demystify all of that today and even just go back to basics. And, you know, I'd love for you to define what a CFO is, you know, what your role is and how a CFO can help a business. Okay. So CFO. So I have come and basically created my own version of a CFO for small business because often you find them in really big businesses. And um, so I wanted to create this consulting business that really was a part of helping the CEO of small businesses really understand what's going on in their business. So they, that can be something like um, implementing systems to make things um, easier for you to do business. Um, It can be helping you understand your finances. So just knowing the questions to ask your accountant or knowing the questions to ask your bookkeeper, even if you've got a bookkeeper or maybe just someone to bounce ideas off and really just wanted to create a business that people could use to support them in their businesses. Cause a lot of people I work with are literally like, we have no one to ask. We have no support. We're just winging it. So that's where the whole concept of my CFO um, business came from as well. Coming from a bit of a banking background, I really have seen firsthand like how hard Um, people find it to understand all the financial jargon, whether it's accounting or banking. And I've seen lots of small business owners come into the banks and want to borrow money. And um, it's not till you get to that point that you start to understand how bloody hard it can be and um, it's too late. So I wanted to come into the businesses sooner rather than later and help them break down the financial jargon and um, have the information support to make the decisions to ultimately Um, grow their businesses. Yeah, that's great. And I think too, that small businesses sometimes think they have to know everything, you know, or they feel, I guess, almost nervous to ask questions because they feel as if they should know the answers to those questions. And I think to have that middle point as, you know, your business provides where people feel encouraged enough to come and ask for that financial advice. So when they do have to go on and speak to a bank or speak to an accountant, they feel confident in asking those questions and knowing what questions to ask, I think is really valuable. So many people, just going back to your question about like how scary numbers can be, that is something I hear every day. It doesn't matter whether you're running a cafe, you're painting, you're creative or running a business. Everyone seems to be so fearful of this numbers thing. Um, And I really find that once we break it down and give you that information. It's actually really not hard. It's not scary like maths at school. Like I wasn't, I still don't know my times tables, but it's just that it's like this big cloud that no one really ever talks about. It's like, we've come from a um, background of you've got to go to your accountant, you get your tax bill at the end of the year. But I really want people to be more um, supplied with the tools so that 
it's not too late. So we can talk about this stuff now so that, you know, it's tools and information and support that can ultimately help them break it down. Yeah. Fantastic. And I also know my accountant has just got me onto this this year, but one of the best tools that small businesses can use is Xero. So for any new business owners out there or people thinking about getting into business, this is such an important platform. Sarah, can you explain what it is and how it helps small businesses? Yeah. So Xero is my number one tool for businesses because um, basically Xero so may, lots of people go from spreadsheets, they keep their information up to date. And one of the biggest things I talk about is let's get you on zero. So one of the barriers is people often think it is expensive and yes, maybe it is another subscription and it is starts at $27 a month. But I think of it as in like, once I explain how it can change your business, it's actually $27 a month that saves you so much time in your business. So if you're manually entering into a spreadsheet, every transaction from your bank, Zero basically automatically feeds every transaction that you've spent on your business visa debit or your business bank account. It automatically is there waiting for you to allocate. So you won't actually have to find your, well, you still need your receipts, but you don't have to find the transactions and you don't actually miss anything because it's already there. So rather than your bookkeeping taking, I don't know, four hours or something a month, it's literally like 10 or 12 minutes a week that you can just keep that information up to date. And then because it's automatically there, you can actually get the information you need, such as like your profit and loss. I know, scary. You're probably like, ah, what is that? Um, Profit and loss, really easy. So it's really easy to track how your business is performing rather than, you know, the fear of sitting down in front of the computer, updating the information and then manually working out how much profit you've made this month. It's all there. It's so much quicker. And um, the other thing with zero is in my course book, even for profit, which we can talk about later, but I help you, um, implement systems. So your receipts are automatically there, you know, like how annoying is it finding all your invoices in your emails or finding all your little pieces of paper in your shoe boxes or in your car glove box. We implement systems so that they're actually feeding through already there. So one of the things you need to know for um, end of financial year is you have to keep all your receipts for your business over $300. If you've got th- over $300 in business expenses in that financial year, and if you register with GSC, you need to keep every receipt for an expense over $82.50 for compliance. So having that information already there is so much easier for the small business owner, knowing that you're compliant, knowing that you can get your profit and loss and basically just keeping everything up to date. So it definitely helps, um, yeah, keep your information there. I think so much anxiety around money comes from not feeling organized or not feeling like you're across everything. So having a system like Zero that keeps you accountable then should be able to help alleviate a lot of that stress. And I think without all of that, people can move towards a space of feeling much more confident with their finances. A big part of the service that you offer is empowering people to have financial confidence. So how would you define that, that financial confidence? Yeah, I'm going to talk about a client that I worked with. So she's a creative and she ran her business for about three or five years and she was on a different platform to zero. And she just, every quarter, she's a friend of mine as well. Every quarter she was just it's like, oh my God, I have to do my best. I don't even know what I'm doing. Um, eventually she listened to me and we put everything across onto zero. And now she 
literally has gone from like not knowing how much her business is making to texting me, telling me like, I'm 18 grand this month. Like how exciting is that? And so for me, like watching her take on that financial like literacy going from like, I can't even log in to telling me how good her business is going and how she's reconciled and Bass is not scary to her anymore is such a big win. And that's like truly what lights me up. And that is all about like what is empowering finances for small business owners. So um, again, it's just through breaking it down and teaching you and yeah, we can get anyone to be financially okay. Yeah. And I guess that leads into the next question that I had, which is that, you know, you are a big believer that effective bookkeeping can actually lead to profit in your business. So if people aren't organized with their bookkeeping, it can actually negatively affect, you know, their business's income. So could you possibly like give us a bit of insight into how getting on top of your finances can lead to more revenue for your business? Yep. Okay. So one of the things is if you're actually looking at your profit, you'll know you'll have the information there, but I'll give you another example. So a business I worked with, you know, they're doing their thing, loving their business, loving serving their customers every day, but they actually never looked at their financials. Like they had no idea what was going on behind the scenes. And it wasn't until um, she reached out and said, I feel like something's going on. Like there's, you know, I'm, I'm working really hard, but there's never any money in my bank account. Um, at the end of the month. And once we looked backwards at her business performance, she actually wasn't making any money. So she was running at a loss. And so, you know, they, she had no idea that this was going on behind the scenes. She was paying her wages and every quarter she'd get another bill from the ATO. And she's just like, Oh my God, what is going on? So one of the things is having the information actually can help you grow your business, grow your revenue and ultimately grow your profit. The other side of that is having the right setup in terms of like your chart of accounts and monitoring like what is actually going on through the expenses in the business. So knowing how much it costs you to make that cup of coffee or how much it costs you to make that picture or, you know, how much it actually costs the business to, um, to make $1 of revenue or, how much you're actually spending in your business in overheads. Like, can you actually afford to take on another shop? Can your business afford to um, spend $5,000 in marketing? Like actually knowing what it costs your business each month is key to growing your profit as well. So a bit of a two-part answer there, but ultimately you've got to have the information to be able to make the decisions. So yeah, that's how I feel like bookkeeping is essential to growing your business and your profit. Thank you. You know, that's really great insight. And I think too, that because we're coming to everyone's favorite quarter for finances, this is, I think, more appropriate than ever to, to get people in that right mindset, to be clear about their finances and, and tracking their finances, but also getting ready to set themselves up for a whole nother financial year. And for small business owners and sole traders out there, could you perhaps give some advice for approaching the end of the financial year? You know, what are things that they should focus on or, or what could they do to alleviate that stress around their money? Okay. So the first thing is 
the sooner you take action is the better, right? I've met business owners that have been in business for like five years and they're still running spreadsheets and they still don't have their receipts and they're still tax time is a huge debacle for them because they haven't done 12 months worth of finances. And so it does get really stressful. So the sooner you implement a system to make this easier, the better. I'm a big believer in don't wait till your business is making a hundred grand a year before you start to take on these sorts of things, because the sooner you learn it, it'll grow with your business. So ultimately being organized is going to be number one. So the other things for financial year I'm working with my clients is let's review your profit and loss. Let's see how your business has actually traded this year. Um, Go and at that point, take that to your accountant and get some tax advice just to see, you know, how much tax is it likely that I'm paying? Because often as sole traders or partnerships, we haven't put away tax. So we have this unexpected tax bill into the next financial year. So have that discussion with your accountant now. Um, The other thing for end of financial year, it's just, again, being organized. So zero allows you to store all sorts of records, such as like if you've got equipment loans during the year, have that ready, saved in zero for your accountant. So it's all there. So um, definitely just being proactive rather than reactive is the number one thing. So if you are out there and you're thinking, oh my God, I have done nothing about it. It's actually not too late. You can start this financial year. So before June 30, we can set zero up and feed through all of your transactions this year and reconcile them. And literally it's not a hard job. I had a lady in our bookkeeping for profit course that came along and I think she had like 800 transactions for this financial year and she's now up to date. So never fear. It's not too late. You can make change before we go into next financial year. One of the best things that people can do to set themselves up for next year is to just get themselves prepared. And you actually offer a course that gives people that toolkit for bookkeeping um, within their small businesses. So could you tell us a bit about what your course entails and how they could sign up? Yeah, for sure. So we launched Bookkeeping for Profit in March. So it's been running for about three months now. And it's basically a four module course. So it actually will, the module one helps you set your business up. So everything you need to know from like registering for GST, registering an ADN, um, how to set your business up to like with your business email and business bank account. So it's really setting everything up right from the start. And then we work through like record keeping, what you need to keep for compliance. And we also work through accounting for business owners. So it really breaks it all down like how profit and loss works what not to do what to do and the people that have done my course have said that you have made it sound so simple so that was my goal I really wanted to make it simple as well bookkeeping for profit does include a full um, module on how to set zero up right from the start because I think we fall into this trap with zero in um, you know you just go and DIY and often um, people find themselves in a little trap and one lady I worked with it cost her about two grand to basically rework everything correctly and where she had her profit at 46 grand for that financial year, it was actually say 53. So there's errors as well. So I'm really passionate in getting you set up right from the start so that you don't find yourself 12 months down the track in a bit of a pickle. So that is also included in the course and we go live every Friday. So this is something I was really passionate about creating that support network. So I have ladies 
on rural properties or rural towns or um, all around Australia that pop in um, onto our live on Friday. And that's where you get to ask like, any questions. So the beauty of being in a group is um, learning from each other. So someone might ask a question that someone else has completely not thought of, but now that they can go take that away and learn from that as well. But ultimately bookkeeping for profit, um, I, was, I designed it because I was really um, passionate about sharing this information with everyone. So coming from a banking background, I wanted to bring this holistic approach into like, let's get your business like finance ready. So your business is um, ready in two or three years or whenever you're ready to buy a house, buy a car, it's in good financial shape so that you can actually do so because there's no point working in your business really hard if it's running at a loss or you know it's just draining you so that was something i was really passionate to share and i think from our chat earlier you have just been through something similar with your buying a house so is there anything that come up for you during that process that you're like oh i wish i had have known that yeah yeah absolutely so i think that I know for also for like a lot of creatives out there, there's this misconception that you have to have a full-time job, you know, with the company in order to be able to, you know, get a mortgage for a house or get a loan for a car or whatever, you know, expense that might be. And I think I, I came into that process expecting to not be given the time of day essentially because I had a creative business. And I think the biggest thing for me was a lot of my finances were probably scrambled is the word where I was dredging through, you know, email accounts. I was going through, you know, PDFs, files that I had saved all over on my computer um, to, to try and collate those and then bring those in, you know, to the bank and make sense about that. And I'd be interested to know, I guess, <laughs> for anyone who hasn't gone through this process yet, you know, what kind of advice you'd give, I guess, especially creatives or small business owners going into that process of buying a house or going for a big loan or some kind of big expense, you know, what's the most important thing that they could do in that process? Yeah. So you're absolutely right. When you are saying it's easy when you've got a job to get a loan, it is, that's hundred percent true. That's not the whole and sole answer. So the thing is when you're self-employed, usually um, the bank wants you to be able to demonstrate that you are a worthy person of them investing in. So what does that look like? Usually you need two years of financials from your ABN. So that would be your creative business. Um, and what they're looking for is, surprise, a profit. So they're looking for that profit to be able to demonstrate that you can pay back the loan. And if you can't demonstrate the profit, then it's going to be really hard. So that's where that conception comes in. Like, I can't get a loan because I'm self-employed. So again, this is why we're setting you up with a profitable business because it's going to ultimately give you reward in the long run. So they're going to want two years of financials and that. Also, what you've just been through with your scrambling for information is if you can demonstrate to them from zero, quick printout of your profit and loss. So this financial year, what it looks like year to date, literally print out, take that in. That it's going to give the banker even more information to go to the big credit hierarchy and demonstrate that you are a really good customer and they should invest in you. So that's um, ultimately why we're setting you up sooner rather than later. Then you've got your information at hand, you've got your tax done and you've got a year to date position to show them. So even if you've run your business for 
say say two years. The first year might have been a 20 grand profit. The second year might have been a 40 grand profit. And this year you've demonstrated that, you know, you've got 60, 65 grand. That's totally income that you can use to demonstrate you can pay back a loan. And even better, it's showing that you're actually growing your business. So the other thing that they might ask for is a bit of a budget, which you can use that information to demonstrate what next year looks like really quickly as well. So ultimately that's why we need you to have profitable business. That's great advice. Cause I think that one of the most daunting things was going into that process and sort of going in blindfolded and not quite knowing what was going to be asked. You know, I think that especially a lot of people in my position where they're first home buyers, um, the most they know about it is, Oh yeah, the first home owners grant. And I think that also changes too, depending on what state you're in. I mean, we went to go through that process and in the state of Victoria, they no longer give out $10,000 grants to first homeowners. They only waiver the stamp duty fee. So people like me in their mid to late 20s or if, you know, they're buying a house for the first time in their 30s or 40s and they're relying on that $10,000 grant and, and hoping that they'll get there with that. That was also one of the, the other biggest things that we learned as well. And we were just lucky that we'd saved and prepared to be able to to do that without relying on that money too. So yeah, that's my long way of saying that I think what you're saying makes makes so much sense because if people can be as prepared as possible and if they can be prepared enough, you know, with their finances and having enough profit there to go and demonstrate to the banks um, that they're not then relying on things like, oh, that's okay, I'll just get the first homeowner's grant as well and hopefully patch it up together and be able to get a loan that way. And that goes back to like having that information now, sooner rather than later. And I've watched so many people like family members as well, go through that process of buying a house and, you know, you don't know what you're up against um, until you're in that sort of process. So again, if someone is thinking of buying houses or cars, like just go and talk to someone now um, rather than waiting till you're actually, you know, ready to sign a contract on a car. And that's the other beautiful thing about being self-employed is there are so many benefits as from tax perspective um, that your accountant can tell you about buying cars through businesses. So using your ABN, using a business to buy cars and things like that, like your business can work for you. So get that information sooner rather than later for sure. But yeah, I think Queensland is the same. I don't think we have, um, first homeowners green anymore either it's the stamp duty thing so it is a challenge and coming up with that deposit is a challenge so yeah and, and also like not just the deposit but the other thing that we realized as well is having that extra money there for all of your fees whether you're going to a solicitor or you're using a conveyancer or um you know also taking into consideration you know if your accountant has to do some work for you as well and then paying the bank their fees too. So there's a whole lot of sort of other expenses in there. And I think, again, just comes back to that preparation that you've talked about. And that would be the one thing that I would emphasize to anyone out there looking to buy a house. If you have a small business um, or if you're, you know, like a sole trader um, is definitely just make sure that you're over, over prepared for that financially and ready for that commitment. I know it's so overwhelming, isn't it? But yeah, it's not that hard. It Honestly, if we just break it down, we can get everyone across the line, I'm sure. Yes, no, 100% agree. No, thank you so much, Sarah, for, for all of your insight today. And I think that everyone here has 
got value out of the podcast for sure. But if they want to learn more from you, where can they find you on socials um, or get in touch? Yeah, so I hang out a lot on Instagram. So any CFO on Instagram and Facebook as well. Um, I do share lots of hints and tips and things on there. So I'd love for you to come and connect with me. I am releasing a free masterclass, which will go through this information um, as well in greater detail, a few examples. So stay tuned for that. But yeah, um, thank you so much for having me. It's been really good to talk to you. My pleasure. And before you go, I have one more question for you. And this is something that I ask all my guests because everyone has a slightly different answer. But I'd love to hear how you would define a courageous creative. Oh, courageous creative. Yes. So I feel like this really aligns to my business values as well. I feel like it's anyone out there who's ready to have a crack and run their business, take yourself from, you know, kitchen table and you want to be financially free, running your business and ultimately loving what you're doing. So I really encourage you guys out there to have a crack because I think anyone can do it, particularly if you're in a rural area as well, like the opportunities are endless. So do it. (laughs) Amazing. Love that. Thank you so much, Sarah. And thank you for joining us today. We appreciate your time so much. So yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Courageous Creatives podcast. And if you found this content helpful, please let me know by rating the show and make sure that you get more out of this show by subscribing so you don't miss an episode. I love hearing from you all on socials. So screenshot this episode if you are tuning in, wherever you might be tuning in and share to Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag at Courageous Creatives podcast so I can see and feature you. You can also have your say. Let me know what you would like future episodes to be about. Send me a DM on that Instagram account as well. Or you can send an email to podcast at georginamorrison.com.au. In the meantime, the show notes for this episode will be available 48 hours after the show goes live. So head over to www.georginamorrison.com.au. That's G-E-O-R-G-I-N-A-M-O-R-R-I-S-O-N.com.au to access those show notes and any worksheets. Thank you so much for tuning in today and I look forward to bringing you more fantastic content in the next episode. Bye.